Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. It's no secret that chronic pain can take a toll on your daily life, right? But what are the actual long-term effects of living with chronic pain? Can pain actually cause other problems? Is the pain really a result of extra body weight or is it, or is the weight gain a result of long-term pain? Can an injury cause changes in the nervous system? Can the body change as a result of being in pain for a long period of time? So understanding those types of questions are the answers to those questions and really knowing what the long-term effects of pain are can help you build a deeper understanding of what is going on in your body and actually help you find the right tools to start feeling better. So if you don't know me, my name is Alyssa Wolf and I am a chronic pain specialist and I'm the founder of the chronic pain breakup method. And I I dedicated my career to learning about the science of chronic pain, which has completely changed the way that I treat patients forever for the better. So today I want to teach you about the long-term effects of pain that the effect that pain has on the body so that you can then also transform the way that you think about managing and treating pain. Okay. Because in reality, we need to stop chasing all these symptoms and understand the root cause of pain. Am I right? So we can break down the long-term effects of pain into three overlapping categories, the physical effects, the mental or emotional effects, and the neurologic effects. So first let's go over the most obvious ones, the physical effects of pain, things like fatigue, weakness, decreased range of motion, um, flexibility, joint stiffness, and muscle imbalances. But One of the more interesting long-term effects of pain is that it alters our muscle tone. It causes a deactivation in the small, deep muscles that are responsible for our posture and that stabilize our joints. And it overactivates our big body mover muscles, like our upper traps, the ones in our necks, our hip flexors, and that muscle that runs up and down the sides of the spine from the back of the head down to the tailbone. So it overactivates those muscle groups. And it's going to make those postural muscles, those really deep joint stabilizer muscles less active. Okay. That is going to make doing exercise more complicated because the wrong muscles are getting activated 
and the wrong muscles are compensating, which can then lead to even more altered joint mechanics, more muscle tone, more stiffness and achy joints. And of course you guessed it more pain. So those are the kind of like obvious physical effects, but then we have the, the less obvious, more systemic effects on the, on our bodies, the digestive reproductive and immune systems. Okay. So long-term pain is like being stuck in this chronic state of fight or flight, which anytime we're in survival mode, the body tries to save energy and resources and limiting our energy and resources to those areas. And that's why you can't sleep. You can't seem to lose weight. We, we seem to have all of these gut issues. We have food sensitivities, um, sensitivities to certain food, IBS, acid reflux, diarrhea, gas, and bloating. We have all of these reproductive system issues that we as women are just told are normal. Um, so things like painful periods, abnormal periods, cycle, abnormal cycles, uh, low libido, things like that. And then we also see these low levels of certain lab values of certain hormones. And we also see a weakened immune system. So all of that stuff, all of these physical effects of pain lead to decreased activity tolerance, which makes it difficult to participate in our daily activities and the things that you enjoy, which brings me to the second category, how long-term pain affects us on an emotional level. One of the things that really pisses me off is when medical providers start blaming the cause of pain on anxiety or depression, because you guys need, and you guys need to hear this is that anxiety and depression are symptoms, not the cause of pain. Sure. Mental health and stress can influence pain, but it is not the cause of pain. In fact, the opposite is true. Pain causes changes in brain activity and functional ability which results in changes in mood, such as depression, anxiety, and irritability. I wanna show a little diagram of what I'm talking about when I say pain causes changes in the brain activity. Okay, so hopefully right now you're looking at these brain scans. So basically, as I was just mentioning, pain causes changes in the activity of our brains. And so here you can see, this is from a, a brain study comparing the brain's brain activity of pain, pain-free individuals. Actually, I should say this is from three different studies, but we had the brains of pain-free individuals on the left and the brains of people with chronic pain on the right. And you can see without even knowing anything about how these scans work is that there is a significant difference in the activity of the brains of people with chronic pain compared to people who are pain-free. This is such a big deal because again, we know that pain causes changes in the activity of our brains. And so of course, if this is our brain all the time, when we're in chronic pain, of course, it's going to result in decreased mood in decreased energy levels in problems with sleep and depression and anxiety and irritability. So I wanted to show these images because it's very real we have these very real changes that occur in the brain activity and in the nervous system that we can actually see on our, um, on research studies. 
So that's kind of like the nervous system changes that cause some of these changes in mood and our emotional health and mental health. But then we also have the, the obvious facts that chronic pain is isolating both physically and emotionally. So when no one seems to understand your condition, it forces you to draw back and close yourself off. Right. So that feeling of loneliness then is combined with this lack of support from the medical community, which leads to this feeling of hopelessness. Additionally, from, and like I said, from a neuroscience perspective, pain alters that brain activity and as a, as a result of long-term pain. So there's these very real changes in the activity of the brains of people with chronic pain that then leads to these mood swings and poor concentration and focus and difficulty, problem solving and irritability, right? So all of that stuff, I'll just say right now, if you're feeling some of those symptoms, it's not your fault. You're not in pain because of those symptoms. Those symptoms are a result of some of the long-term changes in the brain because of pain. Okay. So now we have covered the long-term physical effects of pain and the long-term emotional effects of chronic pain. What about the neurologic effects? So I'm saving this one for last because it's my favorite long-term pain causes changes in the nervous system. And this is super important to understand because pain may actually start out initially after some kind of an injury or due to some kind of structural or mechanical forces on the body, right? Wear and tear, that kind of thing, overuse. But over time, those danger messages that are being sent from the tissues in our bodies can cause changes in the entire nervous system, right? We're talking peripheral nerves, spinal cord, and the brain, not just the brain. So um, today I'm going to be sharing some examples of what kinds of changes we're talking about here in the nervous system. I'm about to share six changes that happen in the nervous system as a result of long-term pain. So let's get started. So number one, the electrical activity in the peripheral nerves changes. Okay. So we're talking nerves like that are outside of your spinal cord, outside of your brain, the electrical activity in our peripheral nerves, for example, the sciatic nerve, the activity in those nerves changes as a result of long-term pain. And that means that it makes it easier for those nerves to fire and send a danger message. Okay. This means that it requires a smaller stimulus to get the nerve to fire. Okay. That's the first one. Number two, the second change that happens in the nervous system as a result of long-term pain, there are changes that happen in the spinal cord as a result of uh, long-term pain that can cause pain to spread to nearby areas and even to the opposite side of the body without any injury at all. Okay. Number three, uh, another change that happens is the brain, the brain's ability to release its own naturally occurring painkillers becomes impaired or limited. And instead of decreasing the pain or danger message, the brain starts to amplify the danger message that it receives from the body, right? This makes the pain that you feel more intense without actually experiencing any larger or more severe injury. Okay. Number four, 
the structure of our sensory cortex of the brain changes, making it harder for the brain to correctly interpret messages that it's receiving from the body. Okay. So when this happens, the brain doesn't fully comprehend what is going on down below in the body. So it assumes that there is some kind of danger and it moves into this like protection survival mode and it activates pain by, and it also activates the fight or flight response. Okay. Number five, the fifth change in the nervous system. There are other changes in the brain and spinal cord that can cause us to feel more intense pain and can cause other unpleasant sensations to occur when there's a non-threatening stimulus. So some of those symptoms may feel like crawling, burning, itching, cramping, numbness, and tingling, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, number six, and this is the last one. And this is basically what I've already mentioned is that there is uh, a change in the activity in the brain and it, it results in this overactivation of the entire brain. And so that overactivity, there's this overactivity in the brain and this overactivation of the fight or flight response. And that can cause these changes in our immune system function. It can cause changes in hormonal imbalances, uh, changes in digestion, reproductive functions and memory and things like that. Okay. So as we look at these changes, as we look at these long-term effects of pain that we have on our nervous system, isn't it pretty obvious that this isn't just a problem inside the joints and muscles of the body? If these changes are going on in our nervous system, don't we need to address those changes in order to fix the pain problem? Can you see how, if these changes are going on in your nervous system, how no amount of exercise, pills, procedures, and that kind of thing are actually going to have an effect on giving you long-term pain relief because they're not addressing the whole problem. This has completely transformed the way that I started helping my patients with chronic pain. And it eventually led me to ditch my career as a physical therapist, because I said to myself, these, excuse me for saying this, but these dumb exercises, these dumb physical therapy exercises are never going to help someone. If this is, if this, these changes in the nervous system is what's going on in, in their bodies, in their nervous system. And we have to do something about this. And so to kind of wrap things up, I have some really good news for you because I know that hearing about these long-term effects of pain, the physical, emotional toll of, on long-term pain of long-term pain and the effect that pain has on the nervous system can be really depressing. And so you need to hear the good news. Okay. The good news is there are things that you can do to address these changes that have occurred in your nervous system and in your body and to retrain and rewire your nervous system. It can be done. And this is what I now do every day with my clients in my program, the chronic pain breakup method with the right foundational knowledge about what is going on in your body combined with the right tools and strategies, coaching support, and accountability and community, it is totally possible to reduce chronic pain, improve your quality of life and get, get on with your life, get back to living. Okay. So if that sounds good to you, I would love to chat with you some more. You can set up a free call with me. You can set up a free call with me today. The call is honestly going to be the easiest way for me to help you and get clarity on what the next best steps are for you 
and your specific pain. So I will leave a link here in the comments to set up a call, but this is something we need to address and it can be addressed um, because I know how tired you are of sitting around and spinning your wheels with this pain not going anywhere. And it's because we've been approaching that problem wrong. So I'd encourage you to get off that medical merry, medical merry-go-round that is just disappointing you again and again, and sometimes making the problem worse. And let's get you a system that's going to help you uh, really address the core of the problem. So uh, I'd encourage you then to take that next step book the discovery call with me and let's get that conversation started because you deserve to have that chance, a chance to get your life back. All right. So that's it for today. Let me know in the comments, one thing that you learned today and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.